Hey pals, welcome to Team Up Moves. I'm Fiona. This week we have the second half of our actual play of C Issue X by Chris Longhurst. As a reminder, Connor Goldsmith of the Cerebro podcast is our guest, and he's playing the Sybil. She's the young head of a mysterious order who uses her witchcraft to protect the magic forces around New Arcadia from her family estate at Stately Bishop Manor. Stephanie is playing Chimera, a shapeshifter whose former relationship with an archaeologist keeps getting her into classics and antiquity-related scrapes. We've got another big arc with these two characters, so let's get right to it. Let's do a new arc. Okay, yeah. So we've got a couple of different choices here. Ones I've picked out, there's Cosmic Adventures. There is Grimdark Reimagining. There is Big Time, which is your switch from small-time heroes to something way outside your comfort zone. Any of these uh, appealing to any of you? Of those three, I have a strong preference for Big Time because we just did Cosmic Adventures and I am the exact generation to have like loved the Dark Phoenix saga and felt completely betrayed and angry by like the Dark Knight Returns and Watchmen. See, okay, I am of the generation where like I love Watchmen and the grim and gritty reimagining would be really funny to me because like <laughs> I would love to make fun of 90s comics that the 90s comics that got took the wrong lessons out of Watchmen, you know what I mean? Yeah, no. But let's do let's do big time because I feel like that's a more logical progression from what we just yeah. did than leap it like that, that was like a silver age adventure. We shouldn't we probably shouldn't leap directly to the 90s. Maybe yeah. another session some time so that watchmen admirers don't get the wrong message and i don't get you know professionally uh skewered for this watchmen <laughs> is an immensely accomplished comic whose massive influence is completely understandable uh i think listen com- alan moore hates the influence that watchmen had on the genre so like but I alan don't moore that- hates everyone and everything that's not well, really a data point <laughs> he's he's cheekier than people give him credit for people forget that he's british when they're reading these interviews like he's being funny oh, a lot yeah. of the time when he says these things and listen he's pissed because I mean, primarily about Watchmen because yeah. they told him that he owned the rights to it and then they decided he didn't. So, well, you know, that would they, piss me off too, probably. They told him they'd own the rights to him if they, he'd own the rights if it ever went out of print. So they found ways to always keep it in print. And then, mm. but it was also about rights to the character. It, this yeah. is not a legal dispute between Alan Moore and Detective Comics podcast. So like, we don't have to- <laughs> Oh God, no, it. I'm so sorry. Yeah, I think it would make, be- Make that indie RPG. <laughs> the you're involved in an IP lawsuit with Alan Moore RPG actually <laughs> would be a funny like improv RPG because it's what Chris Claremont had to do. It was, re- was rewrite like half of his X-Men plots because he couldn't use the Captain Britain characters. So it was like, he had to roll with it. He had to be like, uh-oh, all these Alan more characters are in legal arbitration right now. <laughs> My God, um, Fiona. Yes. In in, in a, as a way to uh, as a kind of companion piece to uh, being Chris Claremont, do I now need to write Alan Moore is suing you? Uh, I believe the name of the RPG is You Are Now Involved in a Legal Dispute with Alan Moore. Okay. You have been served by Alan Moore. <laughs> 
Okay. Coming later this year on Team Up Moves. We're going to, I'm I'm just, I'm not going to write that till we get to play Being Chris Claremont. Yes, yes. Being Chris Claremont exists, listeners. Yeah. That sounds great to me. Yeah. I, I mean, I'm a, I'm a noted Claremontian, so. I will send it to you if, if I haven't. Do you want to see it? Yeah, I'd love to take a look, for sure. Okay. But let's get into this arc. Let's because, get into this arc. Yeah. All right, we're going big time. So this is introduced as you're just doing your usual hero thing when you will come across something that hints at a larger problem. So y'all should have your decks shuffled up, though, again, Aaron, still in limbo. It says to add two new spades, right? Is what it says. Is a requirement that they exist in your deck, oh, okay. in your blank deck. But yeah, so I think they'll come up later. Gotcha. So I have 50 cards. So I think, yeah, that'll be fine. Yeah. So we're going to be drawing three cards and assigning two or three of them to the following statements. And I think we started off with with Connor drawing more last time. So Steph, why don't you draw two? And I'll draw one. Okay. Spades is you're tackling this or something thematically linked to this. Hearts is you're with this person doing what the two of you normally do together. Diamonds is you're doing something in accordance with this principle. And clubs is you are here when it all started. What two cards did you pull, Steph? I have the now community-owned Northrop Friar and my shape-shifting power and my origin as Lab Goop. Okay, I pulled the witchcraft card, my superpowers card. So that's the only one I have. And it looks like we are to pick one or two of those cards? Do two of them. Yeah, so I would say um, I was doing witchcraft things... It's the common, you know, I was tackling my witchcraft responsibilities. And I was at my job at the Northrop Friar when it all started. There you go. Is there, what's the witchcraft equivalent of like the superhero patrol? Yeah, I think basically I'm astral projecting, looking for any like spooky demon incursions or whatever, just making sure everything is well in New Arcadia. It's nice that you can do that from the comfort of, of Bishop Stately Manor. Bishop Manor, yeah. Stately Bishop Manor. Have uh, Doris bring you tea. Yeah, exactly. Maybe a hot toddy. It's thirsty work. <laughs> but it's like the Sanctum Sanctorum, you know, like that's sort of, I'm thinking like Doctor Strange's yeah. vibe, but it's just also a mansion on a hill, Batman style. Nice. So now let's draw three cards and uh, assign them to some next thing. So Connor, you do two, Steph, you do one. Wait, should I answer the question about like you were here when it all started. It asked what I was up to and what minor problem I faced. Oh, sure. Okay. Yeah. What minor problem did you face at Northrop Friar Community Young? So this just like art student brought in all these weird mushrooms, but they the mushrooms don't fry. The mushrooms are like impervious to human technology. Like there's something up with these mushrooms. You just put them in, you take them out, and they're the same? Exactly. And they're, they're kind of iridescent. Is, was that an honest mistake or was that a prank? Is that, were they pranking? No, they just like had these gourmet mushrooms for all they knew. These were like shiitakes and oyster mushrooms. And uh-huh. they thought it, they'd be, you know, a tasty snack. I guess not. And fried mushrooms are great, but you have to actually fry them. Yeah. And the relatively minor problem I faced was that I perceive... Because relatively minor meaning of the scale of the previous arc, right? So, like, I perceive a disturbance in the astral prison Tartarus. Oh, no. Ripples in spell jail. Yes. 
Now we're drawing two cards, right? Yeah, so Connie, you draw two. Stephanie, you draw one. Okay. And start assigning these. We've got a spade for your powers told you there was something more going on. Hearts, someone close to you says something offhand that connects this minor challenge to something greater. Diamonds is the link to something greater is obvious and menacing, but you can't just let someone else deal with it. And clubs is somebody nearby saw something or knows something and they step forward to tell you. So the contents of the card's not as relevant here, really just about what- But we uh, can factor them in because I pulled the Lord Typhon card, which is why I'm saying that there's a disturbance at Spell Jail. Because what has happened is Lord Typhon has escaped from Spell Jail. And the jailer, uh, some ast- an astral being, uh, let's call him Charon to keep the Greek theming going. Sure. Or no, it's the Furies, right? Oh, it's yeah. like because it's his Tartarus, so it's like a it's it's an Erinyi of some an Erinyus of like some a, kind. Tisiphony. Yeah, exactly. Electo is the other one, but it might just be a singular one called the Fury because it's a comic book, so they simplify stuff. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But anyway, she tells me um, we don't know how he got out, but he got out. And, you know, he's not the biggest threat in the world. I beat him in my first adventure, but not great for him to escape from spell jail. Yeah. It's a frustrating problem to have to deal with on a Friday night. Right. On a Friday night. All right. So that's that's our heart assignment. Uh, let's assign something else. So I got a, a spade for this. So your powers told you something more was going on. Hmm. Yeah. So... I do have some sense of how organic matter is supposed to work. And uh, these are not mushrooms. And um, I actually tasted them. And they're not earthly matter. There's something magic going on here. There's, they're not. That's they're, they're uncanny mushrooms. Okay. They're linked to some other realm that is not the realm of science. While I'm investigating the escape of Lord Typhon from Spell Jail... The Fury comments that whatever got him out must have been... She's like, no one's ever escaped from me before. So whatever did this must be of a greater magnitude of power than than we've seen before in my centuries at this post or whatever. Ominous. So that's the the heart card. Yes. Now we are going to go into the fire. Following leads gets you entangled in something you're not equipped to handle. Something big. So this is a total of five cards. So Steph, grab three. Connor, take two. And assign three of them to the following statements. And every time you do an assignment, answer, how do you discover this? Hmm. So I've got unmarked diamonds. Mark Diamonds learned the history and the club, the uh, damaged and perhaps rebuilt uh, Cynthia's costume, Cynthia's custom costumes. <laughs> I have Stately Bishop Manor, it's the club, and Doris O'Malley, my loyal woman servant. Okay. The the hearts prompts in this are are pretty good. Are so pretty good. So oh. yeah, they've got this person or a clone of them on their side enhanced, enhanced in, in some, some way. way or everyone loves these people nobody believes they're up to no good in secret. Here's my thought. What if Doris has secretly become the new host of the Griffin? Yeah. And she's been the Griffin for a while now and the Griffin's been laying low and biding his time. Yes. 
How do you discover that? Well, I think that I get back from spell jail and I'm talking to Doris about how it's so weird. Like, you know, it's not life imprisonment. You do eventually get let out for after you serve your time or whatever, but nobody has ever escaped before. That's so weird. And Doris says something that's just like a little off. Mm. And I sort of like she mentions a detail that you didn't mention that in the I didn't story. Mention kind of in thing. the story, yeah. right? And I go, I didn't mention that. And then she blasts me into the wall with Griffin powers. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> and it's like, and it's like, I know all your secrets, Charlotte Bishop. I have lived among you these many months since you banished me from pre- my previous host. I have lurked among you at your side and yada yada yada. So uh-huh. yeah. I've lurked among you. Dark Doris saga. <laughs> I love it. All right, let's do it. Let's do at least one, do one or two more. So I've got two different diamonds. One that's unmarked and um, ooh, one that says whatever happening is bad, but arguably serves some greater good. Okay. I've- so like, how does your plot tie into the they've got to be the griffin and whatever's going on with you have to be connected to some greater thing right yeah so the griffin doesn't just want power or to eat souls just to eat souls the griffin represents the other world and the the space of unreason and also the space of of death of mortality and Humans, as you may, as we all might be aware, if you're a regular listener, have been doing some things to the planet and to mm. other life on this planet that, that maybe kind of put things out of balance, maybe, you know, too much, too much fossil fuels, too much burning of the long dead in order to fuel our civilization. And according to the principle of learn the history, a principle that I follow, the Griffin gaining power over civilization and being a force to contend with might actually do some good but also well, it's like it's like poison ivy or rachel ghoul it's like an eco or, or or mcu thanos it's like you could argue that yes there's like we we're destroying the planet so yeah. cutting our population size down would be great but also like yeah. you can't kill people he doesn't That's- he doesn't want to just cut the population he's not like a he's he's not like mcu thanos he's more like poison ivy he yeah speaks through enchanted dead matter as well as through the people he possesses and his goal is to stop us from digging under the ground and burning things okay the other card i drew was stately bishop manor and i think this would be a good moment the opposition have set up in a heavily fortified, well-defended, and or inaccessible location. I think having infiltrated oh, yeah. my home, the griffin is now has knocked me out of it and set up wards and is now like turned my base against me and we oh, can't no. get in. Yeah. 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 You, you you go to punch the code in for spell bat cave and it's and like, like access it's like denied. Access denied, bitch. The griffin lives here now. Yeah. I think that's what's going on. And with access to all of the magic stuff in Bishop Manor. I still have my powers, but I can't do my astral projection thing. I don't have the occult library that helps me research. So now I'm on the back foot. The amount of damage that Dark Doors could do to civilization is incalculable. Big, big. yeah, exactly. So big. Okay. We've got two questions and then, then a game instruction. So the questions are, why is it too big for you to handle and why do you have to handle it anyway? 
well, I can't possibly let this evil entity use the sacred tools of my order to cause a apocalyptic event. So I have to stop it. Mm -hmm. But without all of the resources in my house, it's going to be a lot harder to do it. Yeah. Also, like, he's in the body of my most beloved, like, important person to me, who's, like, basically my mother. So it's a high-stakes situation in that level also. Because, like, if I get too close, he could be like, don't come too close, I've got a knife. You know, yeah. I could cut my own throat right now and just bounce to a new person. So Oof. possessing entities are scary that way. Yeah. I'm just a shapeshifter, right? Like, I can turn into a badger or, like, a you turtle. Love the you're, you love the badger element. Well, it was... Do you mostly I mean, do animal stuff? No, I mostly do... I mean, at this point, I mostly do just hanging out and frying things for people and, like, playing board games. But I, I meant power-wise. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, I can't... I, I don't know how to fly. Okay. But... I can attack. I I, turn, I can be badgers. Uh, I can be a Malaysian sun bear, which is really fun. Uh, I can be a crocodile and bask in the sun. I can be uh, any number of Hollywood personalities. For a while, I was Grimes. What you're saying is basically you don't have the kind of power set to deal with a cosmic entity, but you're going to try, God damn it, because this yeah. time it's... Yeah, yeah, because... You like the world. You live here. mushrooms are too weird to ignore. Yeah. I'm, yeah, yeah. I'm just not... I'm, I'm like one of the first people to figure out what was going on because I hang out with Carolyn and I talk to you and, and we just can't let, you know, 10 to 20 of the world's population centers be flattened by fungus. Yeah, no, that would be bad. Yeah. And, and if not us, then who? You know, what do I do? Yeah, like, does does New Arcadia have a Justice League? No, I guess not, right? No, there's not a preeminent, like, superhero team. Yeah, that's um, my, that was my question. There's a dispatch yeah. organization, but they work with sort of gig superheroes. Yeah, sure. It's more like Freedom Force-y, yeah. Heroes for as, Hire. Exactly. As far as we know, the Sybil is, is, so far, is is one of the most powerful, possibly the most powerful superhero in New Arcadia. There are a lot of heroes, but there's no, like, Dr. Fate or Superman. Right, and she's definitely, like, a Dr. Fate, Dr. Strange, Zatanna kind of yeah. character. Yeah. So, it says to set aside the cards we just assigned, in aside as the opposition. Yes. So, I've set aside... Doris and Bishop Manor as the opposition. And then what card did you assign? Learn the history. Okay. All right. So it's, all right, that's the opposition. We've got those three cards, the opposition. The next section is entitled Acts of Desperation. You do what you can with what you've got. So this says you must do something about each card in the opposition. Okay. One at a time, choose an opposition card to tackle. Draw two cards and assign one to the following statements, and you can reuse the suits. It says, if you're playing with multiple players, instead of drawing and assigning extra cards, each player character should tackle a single opposition card by drawing two and assigning one from their own personal deck. There'll be one left over to be tackled by whoever wants it. Okay, I pulled a diamond and a spade. Okay. So you'll each pick an opposition thing to deal with. I think it might be interesting to maybe deal with one from the opponent's deck. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So I want to be sure I'm, I'm playing my cards right. Yeah. I've got one card set aside as the opposition already. Yes. But I draw two more cards from my personal deck yeah. that tell me, oh, those cards tell me how to tackle. The problem. The yes. problem. Okay, got it. 
Okay, so so let's do this. Connor, why don't you start tackling... Learn the history as an opposition. Yeah, yeah. So, so I'm going to use the spade card there and tackle the problem with my powers. I'm going to attempt a communion with the Sumerian gods to try and figure out like how this entity can be stopped. And what does that look like? It's a complex ritual and I have to really ad hoc it because I don't have most of my stuff. Uh, I don't have a particularly good offering to give them, but I do my best. They're not impressed is the answer to why doesn't it quite work the way that you expected. (laughs) Also, they're not confident. This is when they explain that the griffin serves a purpose in the cosmology of Earth and that uh, as far as they're concerned, it's not doing anything wrong. Ooh, yeah. yeah. I like that. I like that callback to Griffin as as sort of neutral force. Right. Yeah. And so they are not interested in helping. Um someone someone important gets hurt or something important gets damaged. Who or what and how? That's harder for me to I mean, maybe like I used one of the few like relic items that I had on my person that wasn't in the house and it oh, gets yeah, you destroyed. Tried to sa- you had to sacrifice it as an offering. Yeah, you know, and it's it like, yeah. well, shit. Now that was, I, I sacrificed out, that, yeah. you know, sacred jewel and now it, di- and it didn't do shit. Uh, dun, dun, dun. Dun, 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 dun. And now I'm like, now I'm out of supply. So it's just like my power. I have to act of my own. The, the order can't help me anymore. None of the, you know, all of that. Okay. So... How do we tackle the opposition of stately Bishop Manor? This goes to you, Chimera. So of your two cards, pick one and choose a prompt. So I've got hearts, which would be social skills and personal charisma, and spades, which would be with my powers. And could you trick Dark Doris somehow? Yes. Or try to, you know what I mean? So I I show up first as the electrician to the mansion next door and claim to just be reg- a regular like fix it girl and i'm here to <laughs> to make sure everything's working You're like hi the power lines went down yeah. like i've got to i've got to yeah. look into your wi-fi service and yeah. like doris is with like glowing sumerian well, no, I'm not going to just, just like, try. Mm, I'm, no, I'm, no, 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 no. The mansion next door. The mansion next <laughs> oh, door. Okay, okay. I'm not going to try to. I'm not going to. They also have glowing eyes, but it's just it's just uh, for it's reasons. A medical yeah, thing. No, yeah, it's, yeah, it's, it's a thing. I go in there and I explain that you know we're dealing with with some pretty complicated stuff on the grid, and I cause a short circuit that knocks out power to the entire block on purpose, and at that point. I show up as the utility company worker at Stately Bishop Manor mm-hmm. because there's a reason for me to be there. And if the power's out, I, I won't be suspected. Right. And uh, this is one of these points where in a different, stru- structurally different kind of game, I'd have to roll for it to see whether I you know, succeeded in deceiving Dark Doris. Uh, mm-hmm. This is not how this game works. I convince Dark Doris to let me in and... She wants the lights on and communications working uh, so she can use them to bring down civilization. Little Doris things. Yeah. She lets me in and ignores me because, you know, why should she remember me? It's just not worth thinking about. I go into the sub-basement where there's all these backup generators and all the stuff. 
and managed to shut down the mansion and the locks, trapping her inside so you can come get her with magic. She can't leave and she can't get help and she can't do any of the things that are supposed to light up. However, that's really hard. And what gets damaged is me and... So you actually have different prompts. Wait, I'm tackling this with my powers. Oh, I thought you were tackling it with social skills. Oh, I've, I'm shape-shifting. That's fine. Okay. All right. Sorry. Sorry I interrupted. Uh, oh, you, you know what? Yeah, I'm, I'm... I was just hoping that what, what you promised that you're not sure you can deliver is the lights back on, but you know... Oh... <laughs> Uh, no, please uh, choose choose the way you want. You know what? No, this is actually this is actually better. I at least distract Dark Doris by revealing myself before she figures it out, and suggesting that rather than turn, uh, you know, Houston, New Orleans, Denver, and all of the Gulf states into smoking holes in the ground, I can work to discredit the people most responsible for the mess that we're in. And I'm going to do that by impersonating bad guys and talk her into letting me make discrediting videos, just flooding the internet once the power goes back on with content that will change public opinion and... About what? About fossil fuels. (laughs) Uh, this but, is the big time. These this are... is the big time. I'm gonna, I'm gonna discredit. I'm just gonna put all this chaff in in the opinion ecosystem and put television friendly, internet friendly content uh, that purports to be video of uh, you know all these pro fossil fuels public figures out there. And the twist, the problem, the thing I can't deliver is that of course that's not enough. And the Griffin agrees to hold off on using magic powers to replace all these population centers with spooky mushrooms. But we've only got a certain amount of time. And if things don't change in a year, the Griffin's just going to come back. Well, we're not, this is, we we can't succeed in solving the problem at this stage. Oh, I know. I know. That's why I've promised something I can't deliver. Okay, but like I'm basically we can't, stalling. But we can't stall for a year because the story has to continue. Oh yeah. Okay. Well, then twenty four hours. <laughs> yeah. uh, there will be change That's in twenty four hours. Okay. Higher stakes. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Twenty four hours, and I, I promise you have twenty four hours to get rid of all fossil fuels. <laughs> twenty four hours to get rid of all fossil fuels. I'll be so persuasive, and the Griffin who ha- has Doris's knowledge of you know modern technology. Once the lights come back on. The Griffin records all the stuff of me pretending to be all of these bad guys and saying incriminating things. And it's like, you've got 24 hours to see whether this will do what it what you say it will do, because the Griffin has only a very rudimentary understanding of modern social media. What they know is that the planet's out of balance. And I am really just stalling for time. To be honest, the planet's out of balance is a pretty good understanding of social media. That is true. All right. So so. Do we want to then overcome the opposition of Doris slash Griffin? Or? I, I think she kind of used her powers and her social skills to do both of those, right? Okay. Like she used both her yeah, cards. Yeah, that tracks. But I'm just saying, like, I think we already just did all three, right? Because right. mine, yeah. mine was the the one that just did not pan out with the Sumerian gods who were like, sounds like a you problem, frankly. <laughs> so the question then, so there's a final question for the heart. If someone's feelings are hurt, Who's and how uh, is it 
is it Sybil's feeling? Um, <laughs> like, hey, I was, you didn't involve me in your whole thing. Yeah. I was you broke like, into my well, house. You broke into my house? No. Um, I, I think that, I think that the feelings that are hurt, hmm, that's an interesting question. Um, maybe like I had to be really terse with Caroline to get the information on how to contact the Sumerian gods. And she was like, that's a bad idea. And I was like, nope, got to do it. And uh, she's a little annoyed with me. She feels like she's just being used. Used as like a, as like a gopher, but yeah, exactly. Yeah. And, mm. you know, you, you're not valuing my expertise. You're just like using me as a, as a puzzle solver, which I don't appreciate. Yeah, I like that. And so then I have to apologize and this and that and the other thing. And we, we learn a valuable lesson about even if you don't have superpowers, you have something to contribute and we should honor that, <laughs> you know, et cetera. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so I think we've overcome then those three oppositional things. For the moment. For the moment. Last thing is to finish it. I'm still locked in Bishop Manor with an increasingly skeptical Dark Doris. Yeah. Yes, with a with an with a cosmic power that is in the body of my dearest friend, and I'm going to have to get in there now, I suppose, in some way. Yeah. Fighting against the inscrutable algorithms of going viral. Yeah. So finish it. So do we reshuffle everything in the back into the deck? So the opposition stuff stays. I would assume. In opposition. I think it does. It's it is it doesn't say that it gets discarded. So I would say like, like leave the opposition there. out there yeah. staying. Yep. We're gonna need five cards. Connor, why don't you do three? Steph, you do two. Do we put the discards back in or am I just pulling fresh? Uh pulling fresh. Okay. Yeah. But if you need to reshuffle, you know, use the discard. I'm pulling three. Yes. Steph pull two and uh assign three of them to these last to these sets of statements. I've only got two cards left in my personal deck, so uh that's what we got. Draw them both. All right. Okay. So here is my favorite that I got to assign. Okay. I pulled the hammer. Ooh. The support of these people is critical to your success. Oh, oh no. The hammer people are superstitious. They are religious fanatics. They hate me because I am a witch, but they understand that the griffin is a higher stakes problem than a social club of witches who hang out in a mansion. So they come to me to offer their assistance and I am very conflicted as to whether to accept that. However, they are able with, they're like, this is the part that's like, oh, because it's my house, but they're able to use some of their anti-magic technology to get me in. Because the wards, et cetera. Yeah. And so I have to make this devil's bargain. It's like, you know, when the X-Men have to work with Gyrick and Val Cooper. It's that kind of moment. Yeah. That's good. Let's get some other ones. Okay. I drew two, and they were the last two in a personal deck, so no reshuffling. Uh, one is the hearts card that is the Griffin themselves. And the other is the diamonds card that is, they will love me when they learn the truth. I've pulled an unmarked diamond and my value card that is, I am responsible as a person with power to protect those who do not have it. And I will always protect the innocent from evil magic. Mm -hmm. You can pick something first, but ideally I would like to use you're used to suffering in the pursuit of causes greater than yourself. 
with oh. the philosophy card. But what are you thinking? I wanted to use that too, but mm. you can have it. No, no, no. We can look. We can. Uh, there is a rule that says we can. You we could can, both do that. Well, we can fudge things to fit the stories and what we want to do. So if yeah, if you both want to like do your suffering as like a kickoff into future grim dark situations, like that seems. Yeah, so <laughs> you first. Oh, you know what? You know what? Yeah, what do you got? I can use. I can use the heart card that says my acts may not be enough on their own, but they inspire people nearby to help. That's really good. Yes. I'm, I'm doing that. Should I go first? Yeah, go first. Yeah, please. Okay. So this social media nonsense does not obviously like turn every gas powered vehicle into an electric vehicle and shut down every coal mine, you know, within 24 hours, but it does something. There are mass demonstrations and there are, you know, city councils that have emergency meetings. And the Griffin is noticing this partly because I'm explaining it to them as it happens and becomes sort of hesitant about how much destructive power they should be using. They're like, well, maybe, maybe just wiping out one city would be enough. Maybe I want to wait longer. I, I, I don't know. There's this sense, and we get some panels, because this is a comic book, of the Griffin consulting with the realms of the underworld and the afterlife to decide whether drastic action is still warranted or whether things are really going to change this time. And during that period of hesitation, that's when the Sybil acts. Let's hear it. And boy, do I act. I want this to be a big tragic ending, right? Because it's our Dark Phoenix Saga moment. It's our Crisis on Infinite Earths moment. It's whatever that, like, I guess that's Cosmic Adventures, but like, this is the big time. This is, well, you'll see where I'm going with this in just a second. Okay. So you're used to suffering in the pursuit of causes greater than yourself. This is nothing new. I will always protect people from evil magic. So I step in and say, it's enough. I understand where you're coming from, but you the value of human life is a higher goal, yada, yada. Mm-hmm. I get into a mystical duel with, with the griffin. Doris does not have magical talent herself, but she is extremely strong-willed, and so she is a good host for the griffin. It's able to do big feats and whatnot. And eventually I realize the only way to resolve this situation is to use the tablet that we made earlier in the story to force the griffin out of Doris and into me so that I can battle the griffin in my own mind on the astral plane. Oh, oh yes. Oh, yes. 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 So do you show up at the manor with the tablet? Like, yeah, I brought it out with of the me because con- I was like, the, the gods didn't accomplish shit. You know what? We carved this thing. We know it. It works. They didn't give me any new insight. I'm just, I'm playing it fast and loose here, but I am the symbol. I have the responsibility. I'm not going to let anyone else suffer because of this entity. So I pull it out of Doris and into me, and I succeed in apparently destroying the entity actually or like depowering it. I trap it in my own mind like uh, Moondragon. And so it's now always going to be a an issue that this thing, it's like, or like, you know, Wand and Cathan or Jean and the Phoenix. Like it's now something that I have to deal with. And it's kind of like a patriarchal entity, right? Because it's like this male demon. Yeah. It's like Pazuzu-y kind of. Pazuzu-y? It's, 
Well, Pazuzu, the the wind demon from like Mesopotamian. Okay. So I'm just thinking of like because it's like a griffin, right? It's like a it's a bird demon thing. Okay, and yeah. It's male, whereas my power is like the you know witch goddess stuff. <laughs> so it's a it's now a, like a thematic duality that I have to deal with as a character. And unfortunately, as I return to reality, the strain of the whole ordeal was too much for Doris's heart because she's old. <gasps> And oh no. Yeah, she she dies here, which leaves me with, you know, the, the great that's the great suffering. It's the death of Gwen Stacy moment, or you know, one of those yeah. the death of Jean DeWolf. But what I gain from it is that she becomes like this is the 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 sort of stinger at the end, is that because of the circumstances of her death, she becomes a spiritual entity who can now act as like a sidekicky sort of character for me. But we don't discover that until like a future story. Mm. I love that so much. That is great. Okay, so you can write the memory of this arc on one of those last assigned cards. And then the little thing at the end, which actually I think fits maybe into that a little, Connor, you get two spade cards from out of your blanks. Mm-hmm. So grab grab two spades. Mark one with a new theme or power that comes from your increased competence or increased bird forces inside of you. Mm-hmm. And then you mark the other with a force, presence, or entity which has now taken notice of you. And then all that goes in your discard pile. And that's the end of the arc. Okay, so here are my choices. I am going to mark down on the first spade, Doris is now a ghost sidekick. Or the Doris is already a card, so I shouldn't do that, right? So what I'll say instead is that I have gained new spiritual insight from incorporating the griffin into my psyche. So like yeah. griffin senses or something, which obviously the, th- the thematic there is that I have to avoid being corrupted by the power. Yeah. As every female character with a lot of power eventually has to do in a superhero narrative, I have to make sure I don't go crazy and like, you know, lose <laughs> control. The... Yeah, no, that's... This is my comic, so that doesn't happen, to no. be clear. But no. um, it is the trope that I'm playing with. Oh, the yeah, possibility. I think actually this is this is like the Owl House, Ida, uh, the harpy form. I don't watch it, unfortunately, but... Okay. Yes. You don't watch it yet. Sure. I'm just thinking of, uh, you know, Dark Phoenix or Scarlet Witch or like one of those. Um, And then the other one, the force that has taken notice of me is the Sumerian god that was most irritated by my message because she sent the griffin in the first place. And that is the goddess Ereshkigal, the mistress of the underworld, who will be an enemy character for me going forward, sort of in the vein of like Thor and Hela type stuff. Yeah, so good. And she also like, these gods, they find all the Greek trappings of my order super annoying because they're like, Aphrodite, (laughs) that's just Inanna. Like you're this Eurocentric mentality that you have about forces far older than your civilizations is super annoying to us because, you know. (laughs) So those are my choices there. Excellent. Steph, what did you add to your deck? I am now involved in politics. And one is that uh, one one gets a, a new theme or power that comes from my increased competence, uh, which is I am now a, a social media manipulator. <laughs> I am now someone who oh, God. has some sense of, of how to use social media, uh, both fraudulently and, you know, perhaps 
not. Uh, and the other is that there is a group of young climate activists called, uh, I was tempted to call it Leave It in the Ground, Massachusetts, abbreviated Ligma, but I think that that would lower the tone of the podcast. So I think it's just called Leave It in the Ground. Okay. And um, the head of that organization, who's kind of a Greta Thunberg type, although we may learn more about them later, has figured out that all of these posts and appearances and videos are fake and they all come from the same address, but uh, they're not going to tell anyone. I think their name is, uh, their name is Raphael and, um, they're the head of, of Lig or leave it in the ground. And they want to be my new best friend. And they constantly have missions for me that are about impersonating people on media. They're like Tim Draking you. They've like figured out your secret identity and want to be part of a team. Everybody is Batmaning me today. And I don't know what to do with that, but that is okay. Oh, do you not? Are you not a Batman reader? I'm sorry. I am an occasional Batman reader. And I, in order to do my job correctly, need to take about a month and really learn all of the Bat canon. But I don't know it yet. I am not a huge Batman reader. I just like absorbed a lot. I had a DC moment when I was pissed about the decimation and I ended up absorbing like a lot of lore over time. So like I I just know that that's Tim Drake's deal is he becomes Robin because he basically badgers Bruce Wayne until Bruce Wayne's like, God, okay. <laughs> Risk your life alongside of me. I know. God, fine. I like that. And I'm, I'm close to a bunch of Bat people. My DC moments have been like Legion and Teen Titans and other things sure. that are historically sunnier and now, unfortunately, less prominent or less queer. So, Well, it, I mean, there's a new Titans book about to launch that looks kind of prominent. I mean, because the Justice League is gone. So yeah. they're taking their place. Anyway, this is, we don't, we don't have to, we don't have to go too far down this rabbit hole. I just was, I was just identifying a, a comic book story that is similar to what you're, we're talking about. And now I must read it and I regret not having read it. It sounds good. But yeah, this is, uh, uh, Raphael has figured out who I am and how to get in touch with me and is constantly trying to get me to, to do things that will further climate justice. And they may or may not be good ideas. They may or may not be things that I'm willing to do and they may or may not be things that I actually can do but they think I'm amazing and I don't want to disappoint them and I don't want them to let everyone know who I am and that there's this shapeshifter out there because oh yeah blackmail cool <laughs> yeah there's potential blackmail in there for sure all right well I think that is the end of the arc that is the end of this episode Connor, thank you so much for joining us on Team Up Moves. You're welcome. Thank you so much for having me. This was a lot of fun. Maybe we'll come back at some point to do more of these arcs. I'll hold on to these cards just in case. Oh, there you go. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Swap them around, other games, etc. And I will hold on to these cards and write the write up the canon. I'm going to just go through my cards and put everything <laughs> I can into the ever-expanding, ever-evolving Bible of New Arcadia. Love that. So we are going to be back with the Back Matter to talk about this game and, and talk with Connor a little bit more. But until then, 
Plugs time. Uh, where can people find you? Uh, what's all your stuff? Sure. You can find me on Twitter at Dream of Organon or on Instagram at Connor Goldsmith. I'm using Twitter a lot less lately because uh, it's hell. Um, you can find Cerebro on Twitter and Instagram at Cerebrocast. You can find everything about the podcast at Cerebrocast.com or everything about my other work at ConnorGoldsmith.com. I am pretty findable. There are not that many people named Connor Goldsmith in the world. It's like a very strange Irish-Jewish mashup name. <laughs> um, so there's like three of us and we've all spoken, I think, at this point because I like... I, well, I bought the Instagram handle from another one. So Aww. I was like, hey, I like, I kind of could use this for work. Can I pay you for it? <laughs> and he was like, this is a very surreal conversation. I'm like, I know, because he never thought you'd meet another Connor Goldsmith. Then there's another one who works at the KFC headquarters. And sometimes he spells it with an E, which is wrong. And sometimes I get his emails because our email addresses are just one letter off. Oh, so yeah, I'm yeah. waiting until the day that like the secret spice recipe is like accidentally sent to me. And then I oh. can write an expose or something. I won't yeah. KFC, right. I promise, if that happens. Don't fire <laughs> Other Connor Goldsmith. He's doing a great job, I'm sure. Or blackmail. Blackmail could work, but I'm just, I'm not going to uh, admit to an intention to potentially commit a crime on your tabletop RPG podcast. I just don't think that's a great legal idea for me, you know. I don't see you committing that crime. I have, have I'm sure that you won't. I would like free chicken, though. So maybe like in exchange for my silence, they give me like <laughs> a gift card. But anyway... <laughs> Hasn't happened. We'll cross that bridge when we come to it. In the sequel. That's a diamond card. That's about my 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 beliefs and uh, and moral righteousness, right? So anyway, thank you so much for having me. This was super fun. <laughs> um, I'm excited to hear the edited version that doesn't have me pausing for like 30 minutes trying to figure out. I mean, it wasn't actually 30 minutes for the listeners, but like, like oh, uh, what is this person's name or whatever, which was like, you know, <laughs> silence for 20 seconds. Um, but I'm sure it, as you're hearing it, sounds super brilliant and snappy. So tight. So wonderful. We're all amazingly clever and quick-witted. And uh, I had a lot of fun. I'm like yeah. attached to these characters now. Yes. Yes. Um, and maybe you'll come back and play with them using another system with us one day because sure. I'm into them. Uh, excellent. Well, Steph, you have a good time? Very, very much so. All right. Take care, pals. All right. That's it for this week. Come back next week for The Back Matter where we'll talk to Connor about his history with superheroes and TTRPGs. We'll dive into the mechanisms of this game and how they support superhero stories. And we'll leave you with a handful of really phenomenal comic book recommendations inspired by our experiences with this game. This run, we've been playing Sea Issue X by Chris Longhurst. You can find it and his other games on his itch page, potatocubed.itch.io. Check the show notes for a link. Team Up Moves, a production of Fiona Hopkins and Stephanie Burt, copyright 2023. We love to chat, even if we don't always love being on Twitter. You can find us as at Team Up Moves there and Team Up Moves at dice.camp on Mastodon. Our website, where you can sign up for our free email newsletter that comes out monthly between runs, is teamupmoves.com. Our theme music is Play by Sleepyhead. Find more of their music at sleepyheadrockband.com. And finally, if you want to help us out, the best thing that you can do is tell a friend about the show. Drop a link on Reddit, in your discords, tweet, publish about it, what have you. We appreciate anything you can do to spread the word. Take care, pals.